press start to begin. We are two best friends who happen to be psychic mediums. We do readings, we teach, we mentor, and we love to laugh. Yeah, and you know what? We love to cry too, because we're heartstring pulling mother truckers. Oh, ooh, warning. This is rated E for explicit. So if you don't like the word fuck, you should probably turn your ass around. Turn it around. Don't look back, run. But if you're sticking around, it's time for another episode of I'm a Medium. Ask me how. Dude, really happy, happy new year. Happy new year, Matthew Tao. It's we a did new year. It. New year, new year, new us. New year, new medium, new website, <sighs> new theme song. We live in the life. Let me tell you, we live in that that digital life, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, I was gonna do the theme song in my head of like um, boop 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 boop, but I I don't want to go too far. <laughs> Because then there's copyright issues, but you know. Don't get a sued. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that we were singers in a past life? Because you and I really like to go to song. Um, I don't think I was a singer. I think that I might have been that person like in the cartoons with the hook where they rip you off stage. Oh. <laughs> I think that was my life. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. So, Dana Willie, I have so many questions for you. And I think when we enter a new year, we always reflect on like growth. But I want to do something different this year and reflect on like what we were afraid of because we had a lot of change in 2022. And what like the biggest jumps of your of your mediumship that scared you. And I think that we should delve into a little bit of fear and talk about fear because I think it is a very huge topic that needs to have discussion. I agree. And especially, and I think it's fitting, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. with the new year, because I, you know, I don't know how many of you guys do this, but so many people write new year's resolutions and they have like these big wish lists of things that they want or, you know, and it can be as simple as I want to lose some weight or I want to be more organized. I want to make more money. And, you know, obviously in the context of mediumship, you might say, have a wish list for spirit of like, I want to be doing this professionally. I want to um, be more clairvoyant, whatever it is. Um, But when we ask for these things, we are being asked to get out of our comfort zone a lot. Mm -hmm. And that can cause a lot of fear. And if I'm honest, getting out of our comfort zone in the end is what stops us from truly making change in our life. Mm-hmm. What well ultimately what is that fear? Mm-hmm. Fe- fear of failure, mm-hmm. right? Fear of being imposter syndrome is also fear. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of uh, mediums are afraid to show up to development circle because they're like, I'm not going to be good at this. I'm a fraud. I'm not. You know, they're going to find me out. I remember when I went to my first advanced circle. I was around a bunch of mediums that were actually in the circle for a really long time, and I was like, they know. They know I'm a fake. Mm-hmm. And I stopped going for a little bit because that fear overtook me from not going. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to to live in that that fear state. Absolutely. Oh, and I that imposter syndrome, man, that's ooh, that's a big one. You know, another big one for me is fear of the unknown. You know, again, coming back to that comfort zone um, thing. You know, 
being comfortable in what we know, even if it's like something we hate. Like how many of us um, stay in jobs that we don't like because it's comfortable, because we know it. I'm raising my hand for that one. Right? Because <laughs> it, it, it feels like we, we know what to expect every single day. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's reliability, mm-hmm. it's consistency, because we are creatures of habit, right? And so we like that stability, but we don't know what's possible until we take that leap. But to financially put yourself, and, and I'm going to be transparent, I made the big leap this year. Right. And I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified, but I just have to trust it's going to work out the way I need to work out, but put in the work to do it, right? So if you're comfortable, like... How are you facing your fear? Because I think that's, because I, I, I really want to get into this because there's been, you know, because we'll get into some of the other bigger fear topics, you know, around mediumship, like demons and, and the scary, scary topics in spirituality in this episode. But like, I think there's also the, like the personal fear of like showing up to development circle or, or showing mm-hmm. up to change something in our life. And I, and I think it's bigger than just like, don't be afraid. And oh. I think it's bigger than somebody just saying, stop being afraid or there's nothing to be afraid of because that's not personal growth. That's not personal work. And I often say, and I know you agree with this, Matt, is that mediumship development is bigger than just creating a better connection with spirit. It's personal development. Mm-hmm. So if you feel comfortable how are you personally developing through engaging this fear in your life and facing this fear through this change? And it's, it's also kind of piggybacking off that a little bit. It's finding the truth, right? And sometimes your truth is scary. And that's really hard to face truth because it's cold. It's, it's not comforting. It's not something that's going to um, cradle you. It's sometimes hard to face that truth. And it's scary to face that truth. And especially in mediumship development, because I think we kind of base our, at the very beginning, we base our uh, impressions of the spirit world off of somebody else's context or somebody else's uh, experience. But then we have to face our own experience and then unpack our own fears around what holds us back in mediumship or what our personal biases or religious biases. And that can be almost uh, paralyzing to some people where they just will stop going to development circles because they had one bad experience and it could just be they interpreted the evidence wrong. Uh, There's a bunch, there's a bunch, and it's not a perfect science. So it's really hard to face those truths and it's really hard to face those experiences when you are in a fear state. Mm-hmm. you know yeah um and it happened to me it happened to me i can i can be transparent i was afraid i was afraid mm-hmm. i was afraid of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. i think unpacking fear has been one of the biggest things in my mediumship development journey and it's not only like the fear of like if i open myself up to this? Am I going to be opening myself up to some dark force or, well, what if I open up myself to the spiritual realm? Am I opening up myself up to something bigger? That was there. That was there. And I'm not going to sit here and tell all of you that it was all uh, unicorn tails and puppies and beautiful, you know, that I didn't have those fears. But for me, it was always my biggest fear was being wrong. Mm -hmm. 
and, and being vulnerable. And I think, um, (laughs) I am, I think this is the most real part of me. Mm -hmm. And when I step forward in doing my mediumship, I'm showing my, my tender underbelly, right? And I'm showing people who I really am. And if people don't accept it, it's really hard and it's really scary. And I'm, and I can't mask this, Mm -hmm. right? I was able to mask everything my entire life. Um, I, I don't share a whole lot about my personal life um, out in the public, but I lived a very traumatic existence uh, for a long time, and and nobody knew, nobody could tell because I was I was real good at putting on a really good show that everything was out okay to the outside world when everything was a shit show going on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I you can't do that with mediumship. Mm-mm. This it's is me all... fully exposed. All out on the table. It's the most vulnerable. Tim, I don't know. I've got a I've got a different take on it uh, because I feel like when you do mediumship, you have to develop a thick skin. And I think at the beginning of it, it can be scary to be um, exposed and vulnerable while you read. I mean, I to this day, I still get a little bit of like stage fright when I read. Um, but it is something that you have to learn to be comfortable with other people's opinions about it. Uh, And that is a really hard lesson because you're not only having to expose yourself to the general public, you're having to come out as a medium to your family, your fear of rejection, right? And I don't know about you, I've been rejected for Mm -hmm. being a medium. Mm -hmm. And you develop a thick skin because it's not normal. And I hate to say, I hate to say it that way, but it's a not a nor it's not a nine to five every single day job where somebody's like, I can pay date, I can decoupage. No. I talk to dead people and people are scared of you, right? And so the fear is just constantly around us that we have to unpack it every single day. And it's just different aspects of your life that end up being fearful. So for you, it was being vulnerable um, to the general public about something that will you hold sacred to yourself. For me, it's fear of having to um, combat things when people say things to me that I just, you know, like nobody not... Nobody does not want to be disliked. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 a fear of a people pleaser, mm-hmm. right? So I get it. No, I 100 get it. The fear is it always starts out with fear. Mediumship mm-hmm. journey always starts out with fear. But I think that's the biggest hurdle of of mediumship in general. What do you think? Oh my gosh, absolutely! And it's amazing as and again, I'm just going to say it again. Matt and I truly believe that a big part of mediumship development is personal development. And as I have personally developed and grown personally, and this has taken therapy, y'all. Like I have to just say, like therapy has been a big part of my personal development um, in unpacking a lot of this, but also like releasing fear and facing fear um, unpacking why I'm fearful around situations has been one of the biggest unlocks in my mediumship development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fear is a controlling, controlling hussy. Let me tell mm-hmm. you. It puts tension. We talk about it putting tension. Mm-hmm. 
It's like a big, huge wall on the on and, the flow of information that comes. And through. I like how you mentioned therapy because therapy is the best thing that you can do for yourself, regardless if you're a medium or not. But it's not something that is going to be an overnight flip the switch. I'm not afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a reason why they call mediumship an unfoldment process and why mm-hmm. it takes years and years to develop because there's always something coming up that could cause fear. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, and just when you think you're kind of getting somewhere, right? You're like, I got, I got this, I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden, look where you are, Matt. Mm-hmm. You're, you're at a new chapter in your mediumship journey where you have, you're going through a new unfoldment of, of unlocking a new fear of like yeah. facing a new fear. But it's all, it's all tying back to what I was afraid of when I first started my mediumship journey. Mm-hmm. And it's still that like, it does not just go, it's gone. Cause yeah. now I have a new pressure and pressure is also fear, mm-hmm. right? Fear of failure. So now I have to worry, will I pay my bills? Will I have consistent work? Will I be able to heal these people now that there's money involved, right? Oh, it's 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 a multi-layered thing. But I think that's kind of like any new job you get, right? And then you get comfortable and then it's just it's just new. And, mm-hmm. and we humans don't like change. We don't like it. It's not something that comes in very easily for us to accept. If you can accept change like that, you're my hero. I want to be mm-hmm. you when I grow up. But it's scary. It is terrifying because now I'm my own boss. <laughs> it's it's scary. So we've got hurdles. And, and, and the reason why we're talking about fear with ourselves right now is because we want you to feel like it's normal to express your fears because it's it's part of the journey. And we're, we are not enlightened people. I just want to say that we're just like everybody else, but we just recognize when something is stopping us that we need to take a look at. And I think Mm -hmm. uh, mediumship development slows you down to be like, why do I keep seeing this? Mm -hmm. Right. And it does not just come through in your everyday life. It comes through in our readings. If you Mm -hmm. don't deal with, with your fear. Mm -hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, and it's remembering that we, it's why I always say, consider myself a developing medium because we Mm -hmm. are always unfolding. We are always developing. We are always growing because we are human. And that is our job at earth school is to be human and to continue to grow and develop. Because if what's, what's the point? What's Mm -hmm. the point if we're not right? So I want to just offer grace and, and just, I want to normalize this, right? Like I want to, you know, I guess that's the the precipice of, or like the reason that I really wanted to like record this episode, Matt, was because I was kind of getting frustrated with a lot of um, uh, messages out there of like, well, don't be afraid. Don't, oh, the simple, just, the simple one liner. <laughs> yeah, and it's and and that doesn't do anything, and that that doesn't offer any room for self discovery, because I think that self discovery is part of the beautiful part of the development part. That's been one of my favorite parts of mediumship development is Mm -hmm. the self-discovery that I have discovered about myself because I, and I've, and I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it again. I am more authentically myself now than I've ever been because of my mediumship development. A hundred percent. And if somebody goes up to you and says, well, just don't be afraid, Mm -hmm. just face your fears. That's negating the trauma that caused that fear. Mm -hmm. hold space for that 
un- mm-hmm. un- unpack it, find some help, find some support. But somebody come up to you just giving you a one-liner and being like, this will fix all your problems. No, yeah. it, no, I'm sorry. You're kind of placating to that person's uh, emotions. And, and, and that's not how the human mind works. So yeah. it takes work. It's not just a one-line solved problem. Right. So if somebody says that, you just roll your eyes and go and go work on yourself, just not around them. Absolutely. And we have to understand that like many of these things are programmed with us since birth. And a lot Mm -hmm. of us come to this work through trauma. So we have to also Mm -hmm. understand that through trauma, this is Dana with a BA in psychology coming through, but there's a lot of neuro pathways that get built through trauma. There's a lot of different things that we're unpacking a lot of different things that probably have been with us since either birth or when we were really little and they were coping mechanisms, there were different mm-hmm. ways that we, we learned to cope with things or ways that we were raised and that we can't just like turn it off like a switch. There's a lot of unpacking of like, when was the first time I felt like this? And, you know, I call it, un, you know, it's the onion, you know, it's peeling back the onion, but, but really like where, where did this start? Where mm-hmm. and peeling it back? Why? 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 And it doesn't happen like this. It's a process. Oh, it's a hundred percent process. Uh, I can remember unpacking my religious fear and it took me a really long time. And I kept saying to them, I got to a point where I was tired. I was tired. It's tiring to live in fear. Mm-hmm. It's fucking exhausting and it's crippling. Mm-hmm. It's crippling. I can remember being a little kid not wanting to sleep in my bedroom because mm-hmm. I was so, so afraid but I love the fact that I'm just going to float back into what we were just talking about. I'm sorry to try to segue off of this, but I like how you said like trauma, like trauma brought us into this trauma's fear, right? And trauma's abuse. And uh, then we go into a fear state of do I need, what do I have to survive? Am I going to be able to make it to the next moment? Or if you've been abused by people or neglected by people, a lot of uh, mediums uh, that have gone up through trauma are sensitive right and 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 even empaths right i don't don't want to just look mediums and but empaths as well it's like walking into their room and especially if you've been bullied or your parents neglected you can i survive this room it's a survival thing Mm -hmm. but maybe we don't need to be in the survival mode we can work to the thriving mode Mm -hmm. what can i do to thrive in this moment Mm -hmm. and i don't want to make it toxic positivity and negate anybody's fear but you want to be in a thriving state, especially when you are a, sp- a spiritual practitioner. You want to be in a thriving state. It's never going to be a hundred percent. You're never going to have fear. You're not going to be this fearless person. But if you're actively working on it and you're working on yourself, spirit will also help you as well through your clients as well. Mm-hmm. And so you are thriving. You are thriving. We want you to be a little flower thriving. And it makes you, and fear makes you small. It makes you real small and it likes to keep you small because it's easier to control you than it is to watch you not need it, right? Right. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's interesting um, you talking about not wanting to sleep alone as a kid. Because I Mm -hmm. think, you know, um, going to people with abilities like us, um, Mm -hmm. I... I literally slept in the same bed as my brother for probably seven years because I was freaked out. 
um, to be in my bedroom alone. I literally would be in my bedroom to grab a toy or grab clothes and I would run in and I would run out. I was <laughs> not only petrified to be in there in the dark, but petrified to be in there any other time of the day. I saw things. I was aware of things. Um, I, I was seeing, I, I'm a kid with abilities, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and with nobody to talk to. And so that when we don't know what's happening, if we're not educated um, and, and that unknown, there's, there's fear around that. And then you take that with you and you take that with you. And so many of us shut down, right? So I shut down any abilities, you know, um, for most of my life. Um, I kept my, I kept an open channel with a loved one who had passed. Um, but beyond that, I was like, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm, I am like shut down. And then in 2017, they're like, mm, not anymore. You're, you're opening back up again. And it was like, okay, here we go. And I was at that point, like, okay, now I'm, I have all of these fears flooding the those fears of that little girl that was afraid to sleep alone came flooding back into my life again and I'm like what crystals do I need to have um I'm seeing things in the dark I was I was afraid to sleep I was afraid to like go anywhere I would be overwhelmed going to the grocery store because I could feel everybody's energy like it was just overwhelming and when it's overwhelming like that, it's kind of hard to know even where to start, right? So the more I educated myself, the more I was less, I I had less and less fear. Um, The more I empowered myself, I was less and less fearful. Well, I'm not a fear-based medium. Mm -hmm. So I always like to say like, no, I'm a self-critical and I'm critical thinking medium. And I always want to leave stuff for the open to the possibility of the things that I don't know. Um, I think at the beginning of last year, I was very like staunch and being like, there's no fear stuff. There's no haunting stuff. But who who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? And I think going to the haunted locations that we've been to, I think has opened my eyes a little bit more of the possibility of there is more that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think, the uh, you know, fear makes us irrational. You know, uh, and not all fear. Some fear is actually rational. Like if you've been bitten by a dog, I can understand why you are afraid of dogs. Okay. So we'll use that as an example. But I think with spiritual stuff, it's the lens that we paint it that can cause it to be something else. And so an example of that would be is I grew up in a very neglected uh, household where the TV was my babysitter. Right. I had nobody telling me the core foundations of what was make believe and what was real. And I can remember being in my bedroom and I I can't tell if my my imagination made this up. And I always look back at this as being like, I got to critically think at this, that maybe it was trauma um, that was showing something. But I remember seeing something laying on the bottom of my closet having its arm out of my closet and growling at me. And as a medium, and as most people know, I'm always like, there's no demons. <laughs> there's no spooky angels in the, in the closet. But it it could have been, I was interpreting 
my fear and projecting it on something that was actually there it i was painting it in this lens because fear likes to paint uh, a story that's false you know what i mean it, it wants that falsification of, of reality to control you mm-hmm. uh, and i'll never forget that and I, I always remember not being comfortable in my own home uh, not wanting to be in my own room not wanting to be alone uh, I, I think at some point my mom kicked me out of the bedroom because I used to sleep with my mom. And I remember laying on her floor just being terrified to go in my bedroom, like absolutely terrified. And that house was full of, of incidences, incidents that I had that were just unexplainable. Like I can go from a time where I was laying on the sofa in the living room at night and I saw two shadow people knocking on my window, staring at me. And I froze. I'm, I'm I'm one of those people when you scare me like that, I have no reaction. Like I just can't move. It, it paralyzes me. And I remember my dad running outside and looking outside for these people that were walking around my house and there was nobody there. But I can clearly remember they were hooded with no face knocking and waving at me. And I truly believe it was something and it wasn't someone because you just don't vanish. Like, like, that's not possible. And I think that, like, when we're little kids and we don't understand this stuff, it can be very traumatizing, especially when you have somebody explaining to you all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So if your kids are saying this stuff, believe them. Mm-hmm. Believe them. Because you know what? That I think that also projects a lot of fear of being heard and being seen. And now I just overly talk to compensate for being heard. I'll repeat sentences back numerous times to get a point across because I'm afraid not to be heard. And especially when it comes to something that's intangible, Mm -hmm. it's scary. It's scary. So um, I love that we're talking about our experiences with fear. Like it really, it really does. But now as an adult and as a critical thinking, working, active, evidential medium, I can tell us that sometimes, yeah, our brain likes to paint stuff, but I've never in a a client reading ever had a demon come through. Mm -mm. I've never had a trapped spirit come through. And, and so like, being critical thinking of our fear and our religious bias, especially when we're sitting down and spreading fear, right? Because our clients don't know any different. And that it's so easy to promote fear. And it's so easy because people buy into it because they love, we love to be scared. And if we don't love to be scared, why are haunted houses and haunted trails like at Halloween time, a, a, a annual festivity, mm-hmm. right? We love when people jump at us with fake knives it's it's our our body likes it it sends off adrenaline and adrenaline is euphoric sometimes yeah i just babbled i'm so sorry no i no i think everything was was very well put i think i think it's been really good for us to normalize cuz cuz i mm-hmm. i i will guarantee you so many of you have had the same experience and and i how many of you were 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 scared children or like me in 2017 having these experiences again a grown ass adult freaked out in their bed scared shitless and not understanding what the hell is going on and why all of a sudden is it happening again um and trying to unpack it and like am i am i going crazy am i is am i am i going mad is this okay um and so 
I want to, you know, I always want to empower and, and educate. And that's really what Matt and I hope to do because it's also become my understanding through education, through understanding, you know, and, and, you know, one of Matt always talks about actually chasing those shadow people, you know, one day of like, okay, I'm going to find out who you are. (laughs) I'm going to find out what, what this is and education and, and development and realizing like that there isn't something there to be scared of, but I want you to discover that on your own. And obviously you can use Matt and I as data points on your journey Mm -hmm. of like, okay, Matt and Dana are saying this isn't something to be scared of, but I want you to do some personal discovery of like, why are you scared of this? Um, Do you have some personal dogma? Do you have some personal um, experiences? Do you have some religious um, experience or um, did somebody tell you that this was whatever, you know, part of, you know, Matt, you have a little of this too. As we go searching forward for answers in 2017, I'm like, feed, feed, feed. I, I got to read everything. I got to see what this is all about. You better believe I started reading some crazy ass shit and finding some, some crazy people mm-hmm. that said, oh, you've got an attachment and you've got this going on and you got to do this and you got to, and if you don't sage and if you don't do this, then you're, then you're, uh, holy guacamole. Like mm-hmm. it gets really overwhelming and really intimidating. I always just want to empower you and just first off and let you know that you are so powerful. As you are leaning into this experience, I want you to know that you are so empower you are so powerful. The word no is such an incredibly strong word that you get to do this work and be open on your terms. That was a mm-hmm. big unlock and a big thing for me to realize um, that you don't have to be open 24-7. Um, having, I, I talk about my waiting room and, and one day we'll do more on boundaries and things like that, but you, the spirit world needs you more than, than you need them. So you get mm-hmm. to set your working hours and you get to set, set when you are available to do this stuff. But I have to echo what Matt says. I, um, I can understand how underdeveloped spiritual people could misinterpret a demon or could misinterpret an evil entity or anything like that. You know, you could go into a haunted location and feel a choking sensation. But what what is happening is the ghost isn't choking you. They're giving you evidence that they were hung. Mm -hmm. It's a misinterpretation of what the spirit is trying to impart with you. So Mm -hmm. we're just misinterpreting. we're just miscommunication, right? A hundred percent. But we also need to take into consideration. So I'm going to use your ghost hunting analogy too, right? So let's go. Okay. We're going to a prison. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much, and I'm going to say ne- energy. I want to say negative energy exists. I'm going mm-hmm. to say negative energy exists. If you're in a place that has a lot of like, you don't go to jail because you did nothing wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not a pleasant place they, they treat you. And I think that sometimes we can create 
negative energy areas, right? And when we feed negative energy, it's just like feeding positive energy. Things happen. And it doesn't mean that it's a haunted uh, evil demon um, person or a trapped spirit, but maybe it's just us accelerating that negative energy and getting it moving. And maybe that negative energy moves things, um, but it's not intelligent, right? Um, it could be, I don't know. I'm just going to leave that possibility open, but just take some critical thinking into what we're doing with this because we want to be investigators right and we use that word uh, investigating well you're investigating the truth you're looking at the truth at the matter of every single thing you do if you're a paranormal investigating medium right mm -hmm. you want to get to the truth so why are we ignoring the possibilities of whatever it is to fit a narrative so we can land on tv mm -hmm. well, I, I, I said it i said yeah, what i said <laughs> i love it but but here's and I think you and I have both helped each other a lot in this area, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I had done I I had done a few things before meeting you, um, where with these people it was a very biased thing going in that we we're going into. There's a lot of activity in this house, and da, 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 and we're gonna da, da, da. and so there was this big biased paradigm thing that we were going to be going in and doing and our brains are incredibly powerful and if you go in with any type of bias dogma anything oh your brain is going to find ways to make it fit that paradigm every single mm -hmm. time every mm -hmm. single time our brains are so powerful so becoming friends with you matt has really challenged me to truly enter into a space completely blank slate, unbiased. And you and I have had the opportunity to go to two haunted locations together now. And I've truly walked into those two spaces as like, I'm just going to go in and feel, if I feel nothing, I feel nothing. I, mm -hmm. But I'm not going to go in with any kind of preconceived notions, whatever. And it was a different experience. Yeah. It was a completely but, different experience. But here's the deal. Even with the Stanley Hotel, there's no way you don't know about the Stanley Hotel, right? Mm -hmm. You're from Colorado. I'm from Colorado. We know about the Stanley Hotel. It's it's something, It's it's a Colorado staple. We're going to go in and know some sort of bias, but if you can put that aside and go, okay, fine, you're going to say this. Let me go in for proof. Prove to me that this is here. I want evidence that what you're saying is it. So even if you go in and you may know a little bit, but going in to disprove or prove what is going on, I, I think what really frustrates me, especially with paranormal investigations, is like you'll have, and it's always the premise of these shows, Okay, so I don't know if this really happens in an investigation, investigation, but you have that person that sits there and they're like, welcome to Old Credence Farm. Mr. Credence decided to slaughter his entire family in the living room. And over here, like you've now painted this whole entire elaborate story and it's fearful, right? Because it's never like, oh, well, they died in the, in, the, in the rocking chair of a heart attack. It's always like, oh, he slaughtered his whole family. You're going in with this almost bias of being like, Mr. Credence, is that you? You know, it's go in with nothing and everything and whatever is possible can be validated at a later date, but that makes it more authentic. Mm -hmm. 
right? And even going in and connecting as a medium, right? Uh, I, I know early in my development, I was afraid because somebody was like, you're going to get an attachment every single time you go in. You're going to have to cleanse yourself, protect mm-hmm. your energy. That sat with me for a really long time that if I didn't have a crystal and if I didn't sage, if I didn't do this, that I'm going to have something attached to me and it's sucking and it's crawling all over me and it's sucking my life out. None of that shit happens. And there was a point where I was just like, shut the fuck up. I said that to the person that just said, shut the fuck up. None of that of what you're saying is actually happened to me. And I purposely went entire two weeks doing mediumship with no ritual and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what am I afraid of? And I had this visceral body reaction of when I let go of their opinion and their religious view. My heart popped. I felt a physical pop. And it's like almost like when somebody grabs you from behind and then like goes like this and pops your back. Mm-hmm. It was in my heart. And it was literally like uh, the floodgates had just opened. And it was this most like calming feeling that I've ever had in my life of just trust. Mm-hmm. And it was literally, I let go of somebody else's opinion. And I was just like, I can breathe. And I encourage everybody to work towards that. I'm not saying you're going to have a popping feeling, but when you finally let go of somebody else's opinion, especially when it's coming from to make you small. Oh man, it's, it's the most freeing thing. And then you're just like, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not alone. I have a really great support system. Whatever happens, happens. I'm completely okay with whatever I had the way it's supposed to fall, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, my mediumship skyrocketed because the spirit world also wants to meet you where you're at. They, they are not intentionally coming through. Ooh. Oh, I literally just had the spirit just go. (laughs) Because you know how like the love bomb feeling, Mm -hmm. I just got that. Um, But they want to meet you where they're at because they don't want to cause you to walk away from them. So they keep, their distance if you've got fear mm-hmm. they'll let like a little drops here and there because they don't want to terrify you mm-hmm. so like if spirits in here and there's orbs and things moving now i'm completely okay with it because i'm like i know i'm not alone i know that spirits always around me i know that they're intelligent i know that they have the capability to move stuff they just need the electricity and the right frequency and the vibration to be high to do that stuff. And I can facilitate that if I need to, but I'm not afraid of it anymore because I know it's my loved ones or my guide. It's not some random person on the street. It's not a demon. And so that brings me to a sense of comfort to be like, yeah, they're always around. If they want to hurt you, they hurt you, but they don't. That You know what I mean? So like, I just literally had this visual reaction where I was like, fine, screw it. I'm here. I'm good. This is where I'm going to be. And spirit came in and finally said, Yo, Jimmy, this one's not afraid anymore. We can talk. Because imagine being on the other side, not having a body, and then somebody that's trying to work on their development with fear, and then you give them a little piece, and they're like, <gasps> no. Mm-hmm. It cuts it off. Mm-hmm. It's it, uh, I, I, My mentor explained it like a straw. And then when you take the fear, you clench the, the straw so the information stops going from one place to another. That's exactly what you're doing. So... That's why the reason why me and Dina really want to talk about fear is like, you've got to work on this to do this work. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of developing mediums come to this podcast that they want to learn something. Rule one, work on yourself. Rule two, face your fears. Rule three, find the root causes of what bothers you. Root four, or, 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 um, rule four, always show up. Always show up. Spirit world will always show up. But if your fear is stopping you from showing up, you're not going to get very far. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the reason why we always celebrate in our development circle. And we're giving, I'm giving a little secret out, Dana. Sorry. We celebrate the word no. Mm -hmm. We celebrate the people that show up because it takes bravery and guts to show up to do this work. It's vulnerability. You're being naked in public, doing the most intimate thing that you ever, it is. And that takes a lot of bravery. Yeah. I, I just got on my soapbox. Doo -doo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's scary. And it's scary when it comes from somebody else, especially when it's an abuse of power. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you start looking at your bias and you start realizing, well, where did I hear that from? Where did I learn that from? What experience have I had that caused the root connection of that fear five, nine times out of 10, it's from somebody else that told you that. Mm -hmm. Is it's that, not from your was that actually experience. my experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually from religion. It's usually from somebody that wants to control you. It's usually from somebody that wants to feel cool and awesome and super powerful. That's what I've noticed in, in the mediumship community. It's usually the people that spread it mm -hmm. like to control other people. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll even take the situation on TikTok. Do you mind if I just say the topic and not say the name? Talking about like scary buzzwords and not knowing what they actually mean, but then spreading them out as much as they can. And then the common general public not knowing those terms and it can sound really alarming. Mm -hmm. And so like the, the words that I'm going to use are like timeline jumping. Right? Ex ascension. Ascension is a very scary word. Mm -hmm. I find fear in ascension. Yeah, because you're then you're going to be left cause, behind. You're going to left be left behind. Or if you do all this work and you're putting in that work and it doesn't happen, the outcome of what you wanted, then you beat yourself up. And you're like, I didn't do it hard enough. Mm -hmm. I didn't ascend. I didn't get to go to the new earth because I didn't do enough work. And then that causes fear. And then you go back to that person being like, what do I need to do? And then this person's like, well, don't worry. Graduation day is coming. And they're always moving this deadline. Mm -hmm. over and over and over and they they know how to work fear into their rhetoric because i'm going to call it rhetoric at this point to control these people to keep having them come back to be reliant on them mm -hmm. but what happens if you start looking at those people being like what what are you saying and what does timeline jumping mean and it was beautiful because we met our friend nimue and she was using them in very correct context and she actually held space for me to ask, well, what do you mean by timeline jumping? She's like, it just means you're making a different choice. Mm -hmm. You're not jumping an actual timeline, but if you would have completed on this path, it would have led you somewhere else, but you're choosing a different destination. So you're making a different choice. You're switching what you consider your lifetime path. Mm -hmm. She's like, you're on this same to what you're, you're in 2022, but you're just choosing to go in a different direction that you actually had planned. And that is what a great practitioner will do is they will stop yep. and go, do you have any questions for me? Do you understand the words that I'm using? Okay. Well, if you don't, I don't want you to be scared because what I'm saying is not like normal vocabulary. You're speaking my spiritual language, but I want you to come with me, mm -hmm. not me control you to come with me. Yes. And I just need to say thank you for that because mm -hmm. now I'm like all these terms that I actually get very angry about this stuff when somebody doesn't do that. And it was such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, okay, I'm cool with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so yes but, for me. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there can be some weird the 
you want to watch out for power dynamics, right? And and yes. and people that keep you in a fear state because that's not healthy. And I and I think I don't know. I think that's that's really important as you're embarking on your spiritual um, on your spiritual development, whatever that path is for you in your personal development, is seeking mm-hmm. people in your community, whether that's um, people that you learn from or friends. Um, you know, people that you take along with you that are supportive, that are empowering of you along the way. And here's the thing of, of getting out uncomfortable. Some people aren't going to come with you on your journey and that's okay. Nope. They're, and nope. it doesn't make them bad because they don't, um, but, but they're not meant to be part of your journey. Um, the other thing that I would say to everybody is have some flexibility in your thoughts and in your thinking. Um, the one thing that I always say about um, growing spiritually is the more I understand, the more I understand, I know nothing. Yeah. There is, I, Matt always does an example of a pinhole in a piece of paper. And mm-hmm. that is our understanding and our perspective of the spiritual world. And we yep. see very little and understand very little of what's, what goes on. And we each kind of see our own little pinhole. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so just understand that like, if it doesn't resonate for you, you get to leave it behind, but have some flexibility. Cause I, I, I truly believe with every single day that I, every time I meditate, every reading I do every single day that I'm a human on this planet, I have a new understanding. So have some flexibility and be open to learning something new and even Matt. So, you know, the last time we went to, we went to the hotel Jerome, he was flexible in his thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and literally kind of changed his mind a little bit on, on yeah. locations. I believe that they can spirit can go into a location. If a spirit likes that location, then why not? Before I, I was like, no hauntings, they all cross over, but what happens if that's just their heaven? Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, because what I experienced in hotel drum was intelligent. Mm-hmm. I could validate everything. So why would I limit that? And I think that like, as we grow, and we change, and I can admit when I'm wrong. And I think I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong on a lot of stuff. But what I'm not going to apologize for is having critical thinking skills. Because when you know nothing and you fall for everything, that's the problem. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to be disempowered by fear. Yeah. And it's so control. You can control somebody by fear just like that. So mm-hmm. please just use your uh, your your discernment and surround yourself with different people, but ask questions. Ask as many questions as possible. Why? Why is the sky blue? Tell mm-hmm. me why you're seeing it's purple. Why are you seeing it's purple? How long have you been seeing it purple? Will I experience it? How could I do that? Like, walk me through your process, right? Those are healthy questions. It's healthy questions because the more you know, the stronger you are. Mm-hmm. And the better you are as an overall human being of understanding what you're delving into, because it is a rabbit hole out there. It yeah. is literally a, a, a it's, it's a, a mud pit, essentially, that you can get sucked into very easily. So please yeah. don't be disempowered by somebody else. But also, if something resonates for you, just be okay with it, that not everyone's going to agree with you. Um, and don't judge other people, because I can tell you, I learned that the hard way. Not the hard way. So I just want to say, leave an open mind. And just notice that, know that fear is a normal, normal thing. 
Fear is a normal human reaction. It keeps us safe sometimes too. But we want to know when fear is get, getting too big and holding us back. Um, and know that fear is a is a big part of your unfoldment in mediumship. But be being aware when it's getting too big. Can I do the pinhole thing for YouTube? Really I quick? know that I know that you're really do you excited mind? to do that. Yes. Okay. So when any medium tells you they know everything about everything, when we read for spirit, and let me just grab a pen. Every single time we read for spirit, it just punctures a little hole. It punctures a little hole. There we go. It's a little bigger. You can get it on camera. And so the medium's just seeing the view from this angle. And so right now I'm looking through it and all I'm seeing is Dana's eyeball. I'm not seeing what's physically around Dana, but I can formulate my opinion based on what I'm seeing out of this hole. Okay. As we start to read other spirits, maybe we get a couple more, but we'll never know the full picture of what's going on in the spirit world. Just kind of like the different points of view and the view. Uh, so just hold that as every single medium saying, hey, I know everything about the spirit world. I can tell you, uh, I had this realization the other day. I don't know nothing about what they do on the other side. They don't talk about that with me. They don't. They don't talk about what their heaven is like. So <laughs> I can never be like, I don't know what it's... When somebody mm -hmm. asks me what they're doing on the other side, I'm only going based on what's filtering through these little pinholes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So have some discernment and grace <laughs> that mediums and don't have all the answers. we're not to know it all. How lame would that be? How lame would that be? Yeah. To know everything. Mm -hmm. Betty White had the best example because when her, she went up to her mother and said, Hey, what are we going when we die? She, her mom said, it's the secret. And then when her uncle had passed away, uh, Betty White walked up to her grandma and said, he knows a secret now. And I don't want to know everything. No, I don't, I'm, I'm looking at the Betty White version. It's if we knew what was a hundred percent ahead, how exciting it would it be for us mediums. I know yeah. it's beautiful and I know it's awesome, but I want to have my own personal experience. I was talking to um, one of our students last night um, about who's really discovering mediumship right now and is just so excited and they're just like eating it up like crazy. And, and I was like, mm -hmm. I, I said it, I, I described it like a puzzle. I was like, it's like putting together a puzzle, isn't it? Like, you're just like, oh, I got, oh, I got this piece. I like understand this piece now. Like, but now <laughs> I have all of these other puzzle pieces. So just enjoy the journey. And I think that's the biggest thing that I mm -hmm. always want to encourage people that the, your mediumship development and unfoldment is, is less of a destination and more of a journey. So just enjoy the journey. And yeah. with that, Matt... I think we got it. I hope you guys know know that you guys are normal for having fear and know that it's okay to to dive into it, to face it. But when you face your fear and move through your fear, it is amazing how spirit meets you and mm -hmm. like how you blossom and how you grow when you face your fear. It it never ceases to amaze me. Oh, Dana. Well, you are the light of a hundred thousand flashlights under a little kid's blanket. You are the light. <laughs> um, Matt, I'm going to yes. need you to earn your keep. Earn my keep, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new. Earn your that's, keep, Billy. That's new for uh, 2023. Earn your yes. keep. Yes. We love we you love all. You guys. You're in yeah. our hearts. Goodbye, everybody. Do something Bye. nice with somebody. God damn it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.